0: Hi, I'm Sydney, and I'm Jewish. Hi, I'm Cece, and I was raised Christian. Hi, I'm Eve,
1: and I'm Jewish. Hi, I'm Dr. Thompson, and I'm an Orthodox
0: Christian. What? New voices on our beloved podcast? That's right! We have some very special guests with us here today from our very own harvard Wesley community. Yeah,
2: the world's smallest interfaith discussion group just got a little bit bigger. We're very lucky to have senior Eve Levy and English teacher Dr. Thompson here today for our discussion, which is about our relationships with faith and belief. So let's get right into
0: it. Uh, But first, actually, real quick, we just want to let you know that this podcast is not us trying to push our beliefs or interpretations onto you guys or a completely exact universal description of our religious doctrines. We're just discussing our thoughts and our own personal experiences. All right, let's dive right into it. So, I feel like a core tenet of the sort of religions that are represented here, being Judaism and Christianity, is a belief in a higher power. And so, we want to know, in your experiences, how core is that belief in a single God? I mean, Judaism and Christianity are both monotheistic religions. How core is that to your own practice and belief? And, like, to what extent do you believe in a higher power, I guess? Whoever wants to start.
1: Okay, I can start. I mean, I think that obviously it's something that's kind of inseparable from practice of Judaism, especially in temple. You know, every blessing, every prayer. Um, Adonai, Echad. Yeah, exactly. But um, That I've, means I one God. By right. <laughs> um, but I found in my experiences that there hasn't actually been that much conversation surrounding God as there has been um, about, like, individual people or prophets or stories. Yeah. Um, and I guess I would say, as for my personal beliefs, it fluctuates a lot um, but yeah, so I guess I don't really know what my beliefs are on that matter
2: yeah, I think um I, I I definitely agree with that. I think that the the fact that I mean for myself and Eve and a lot of a lot of Jews that I know and have talked to, um there's a lot of uncertainty about um our own personal feelings towards God, our own personal relationships towards God, which I think is sort of um. Uh, a a result of our, like, our communities or our religious educations not being particularly centered around, like, our belief in God, if that makes sense. Like, it's always just, I mean, like, in my experience at Hebrew school, like, you know, like, stories in the Torah are usually presented as, you know, like, uh, like, metaphorical as opposed to literal, um, which sort of, like, furthers this idea that, you know, you are able to interpret them as you would like and able to interpret this presence of god as you see fit. So, I've never really particularly felt any pressure to have any certain belief or relationship with god, which is why I kind of don't now. Like it's just not a huge part of my experience. Sort of like how we were talking about the afterlife and how like I just like kind of didn't think about it that much because it wasn't a huge part of my practice,
0: like no. same with god kind of. Cool. Dr. Thompson, do you have anything to add?
3: Um, well, I definitely believe in a higher power. I I feel like that's pretty integral to um, to Christianity. They, uh, you know, it's interesting, Sydney, hearing your your description of of your relationship to God in Judaism, because like one of the major you know, differences between Christianity and Judaism is the person of Jesus Christ, who's yeah. like a historical corporeal like being, right? And so I, I guess that that that. I don't know the materiality of of the of the faith kind of has has me kind of constantly relaying my material experiences to to God who I believe is like all powerful which introduces all sorts of like theological difficulties and like big philosophical questions to think about but I do believe that like pretty much every like I run everything in my life kind of through like I don't know I pray every day or I try to and I mean, I believe that's like converse with God, you know.
2: I think I'm supposed to, but I don't. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. agree. I think I think the 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 existence, or at least the like belief in the existence of Jesus Christ, who was like a embodiment of God, like God in human form down on Earth. I think it it definitely gives the sort of I, um, it definitely gives a sort of like different air to like believing in God because there was sort of like tangible proof, or at least In Christianity, we believe that there was tangible proof. Um, That's why, like, I always felt, um, like, you guys were talking about, like, in your sort of growing up, like, in temple, all the sort of Bible stories were given to you in a metaphorical sense. Like, you weren't supposed to take it super literally. It was this, in my practice, it was the same for Old Testament stories, which, in case you don't know, the Old Testament is, like, adapted from the Hebrew Bible. A lot of the stories in there are, like, the same pretty much. Um, So, like... We were sort of taught that those were sort of metaphorical, but that the to- the New Testament, which ha- is the story of Jesus Christ, basically, um, is in, like, the gospel. I mean, that's where the saying, the gospel truth, comes from. It, it's pre- it was pretty much given as gospel truth. Like, everything in there really happened. The miracles were performed. Um, that was at least in my experience. So I sort of, like, I, yeah, I don't know. That That's what I have to add
3: you know i uh, can i add something yeah. else so i my all of my knowledge of judaism is i mean it's really scattered and largely from like the old testament hebrew bible but like my understanding of jewish worship like back in the day is that it's all highly mediated right like there's like the priests go into the temple and like the, like they there's there are these sort of like levels of closeness with god right and that like, one of the big differences in Christianity is that, like, your relationship with God is supposed to be personal and individualized, mm-hmm. which I think means that, that like, it it is a bigger emphasis, like you were saying, Cease.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, I think that um, there are opportunities um, for us to have that sort of, like, personal, I guess, dialogue with God. Like, for example, in the um, – there's, like, a part – during services, during the Amidah, the Amidah yeah. yeah, where the you're, yeah. yeah, where you, I mean, everybody goes silent, and you're supposed to just personally converse with God um, for that moment. Um, but also, I think that in terms of like a, a, an individual relationship with God, um, other than that example that I just gave, um, I think we sort of have a different version of that where. Pers- I mean, personally, because I'm in—I mean, like I'm—I'm I'm in a—I'm in the conservative sect of Judaism, which I mean, I'm not Reform; like it's not s- <laughs> that loosey-goosey. But I'm in a pretty um, progressive space, I'd say, and I think that um, that has really given me the freedom to, like, really have my own individual um, interpretations and practices of just sort of like Judaism in general. Like, I don't feel any less jewish or any less connected to my community and traditions because of my you know level of observance or personal opinions about god and i think that that's sort of the way that i mean i'm not sure if you've had that experience but i think that um in 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 the spaces that i've been we've been able to have our individual relationships with god and with judaism in in that way right i mean i think it becomes
1: a lot more complicated with judaism especially considering that you know Or people who will consider themselves ethnically or culturally jewish but not religiously jewish and you know the question of oh can you be an atheist jew isn't that an oxymoron um which is a pretty complicated topic so i think you know it's easier to say oh i'm jewish but i don't believe in god um than it is as my understanding for christianity i think it's like a different relationship
2: right like i've definitely heard of people say like oh i'm culturally jewish like that's Mm -hmm. a that's a big thing but i don't know i mean are people culturally christian does that make any sense
3: I think the phrase "I'm a non-practicing Catholic." Or, yeah, I mean, I think you see this more in in older churches, like in, yeah. in Catholic or Orthodox churches, where the entire society has been has been Christian. Yep. So in those cases, it's a lot easier for people to just kind of go along and I bet you would find it I mean I don't have a lot of direct experience with this but I bet you would also find it like in the American South where it's culture like the culture is Christian and so people will go to church or do these things but maybe not necessarily like have thought a lot about it or like have a have like a a relationship with God or
0: I think that's definitely true to a lot of African-American communities in the United States because sort of like one thing I just, I've studied this in like history classes um, and I've done like independent research on a lot of like Baptist churches and stuff like that because American evangelism is like a huge interest of mine so sort of from that I've learned that like Christianity was such a a binding force for a lot of people um, who were like either formerly enslaved or their family were um, and so I feel like that Christianity is a more cultural aspect I think is really prevalent in those communities too like you said like a lot of them are in the south and Stuff like that. I mean, personally, uh, my family's my my dad is from Cuba. He was he immigrated here, and he a lot of a lot of what we do that is sort of like celebrating Cuban culture and stuff like that. Christianity is just like entwined in it, like so heavily knitted into the fabric. Especially because, especially if you're if you're the offspring of like a Cuban immigrant who had to flee communism, and um, in, com- in communist Cuba, you were not allowed to practice any religion. Uh, churches were closed uh, for 60 years I think now now they've opened them up again but y- you couldn't have practiced religion so if you if you escaped that situation you'd probably double down on your religious beliefs and your practices and traditions so much so and like sort of entwine them into practicing the culture from where you're from because you know that if you were still in Cuba you wouldn't be allowed to practice yeah. if that makes sense
1: yeah definitely yeah. that's something I've seen a lot with My family fleeing Mm -hmm. Iran from the from the revolution, you know, obviously being Jewish just conceptually becomes like a much more important part of your identity. I mean, I know people who really like don't when you actually have a conversation with them, don't know a lot about Judaism. But having had those experiences in Iran, it's really important to them to go to temple consistently and to, you know, keep Shabbat just as a matter of, you know, as a safeguard for keeping a community of people together and to make sure that, you know, we were able to support each other should something happen again because for them it was so unpredictable, feeling so secure where they were and suddenly they had to get up and leave. And I've had conversations with a lot of people who think that uh, or who are afraid that that's going to happen to them here in America.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say that, like, for them like the 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 most important aspect of Judaism is community mm-hmm. um as opposed to any particular um religious practices or beliefs because i mean ultimately it's the it it is the the shared um religious beliefs that kept them together but that community aspect is i mean it's what kept us alive for this long like being able to stick together and being able to carry on like to pass down our our traditions, even the traditions that don't even have much to do with actual like religious practices, just right. like food, yeah, Anything. food, like yeah. even even mannerisms or <laughs> yeah. conversation, like those sort of things have been so important for us. And um, at a certain point, it becomes, it, it always goes hand in hand with with the with the religious beliefs aspect. But there's a certain point where it sort of takes on a life of its own and has its own separate importance to um to a lot of jews so
0: i have a sort of uh add-on question that i think harkens back to something you mentioned um dr thompson about uh sort of god's activity in your life and sort of the presence of god in your life and how you use belief in a higher power in the one christian god as like a spearhead for your actions and stuff like that i, I just wanted. to to ask sort of you and Eve, if you could expand on that point, if you could add on to this about like how active is God in the world? And that can be sort of your own life or where, where would you see sort of the influence of a higher power? Do you think, um, yeah, that that's the question.
3: I think that's a really difficult question to, to answer because obviously like the world is awful. Uh, and you know, I mean, I, one can easily get into the realm of like of theodicy where you sort of try to explain how you can have an an omniscient you know omnipotent benevolent god and evil in the world Hmm. right and so i believe that god gives human beings free will and like gives us the ability to choose what we do but i also believe that like we can call out to him and ask for his help and he intervenes so you i mean like i believe god works miracles right so like maybe that's the, that's like the best kind of answer like i believe god can like heal people of their illnesses and you know i know people who have experienced like miraculous healings um and i find that it's very interesting that these things tend to happen less in, and i'm not entirely sure what to make of this but i think that these 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 things tend to happen less in highly developed and secular secularized countries than they do in like more religious and i mean not necessarily religiously christian but like s- highly spiritualized communities in like less developed areas um but i mean i like i know people in the bay area who've like experienced like miraculous healings before and so i don't know i like i believe that that happens you know i mean i'm Like, I'm an Orthodox Christian, so I believe, like, every time a priest, like, says a certain kind of prayer, like, blood and wine become the blood and body of Jesus Christ, which is, like, I don't know, pretty—I mean, as far as miracles go, that's pretty crazy. (laughs) So, I mean, very active, to answer your question, but also, like, respecting the the boundaries or, like, respecting people's right to choose things, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean— on an individual level, I would consider myself a pretty logical person. I usually try to look for concrete explanations of things. And, you know, I I don't, (laughs) without getting into it too much, I think that that's something that can also be really amazing and wonderful that people might uh, ignore. But at the same time, I think something that, I mean, Sydney, you can tell me if you disagree, but has like been a question in the entire Jewish community across the diaspora is Course, you know, if God exists, why did the Holocaust happen? Um, Which is a really tough question to confront. But I mean, I've worked with um, Holocaust survivors directly a few times. And um, what a lot of them have told me separately is that the reason that they still believe in God is because they experienced a lot of kindness from strangers that they encountered during the Holocaust, despite, you know, the unfathomable evils of the nazis they would see someone on the street who would you know just take them in as their own child or something that they would never have imagined could have happened um which of course is not something i can really speak to but um i guess i don't know it's it's just hard to balance those things
2: yeah i think that um the jewish community has had to grapple with this question uh, ever since the holocaust happened mm-hmm. um and it's actually it's had such a huge impact on uh american jews specifically i mean like um american jewry and the reform and conservative movements um because i mean it's it's so hard to reckon with it's so hard to i mean accept (laughs) it's it's so hard to accept that any sort of god would allow the holocaust to happen and for us to still participate in those forms of i mean Worship, if that's, I mean, I, I don't necessarily characterize my practice as worship, but if that is, I mean, it's difficult to continue on that way without thinking about that question. I mean, for me personally, I, well, I mean, I guess I'll just say I don't personally, I wouldn't say that I believe in God. I wouldn't, I don't, I don't not believe in God, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like, I'm not like, I don't actively believe no, that's that. That's called agnostic there's like a word for that okay I don't know agnostic is such a wishy-washy it's what word describing. I'm like whatever <laughs> fine um sure okay. whatever <laughs> um okay. but it like like for me personally I've never had to be like oh man like I care about God so much personally and like this horrible thing happened. So how did that work? I mean, it's just sort of been more of a, a philosophical thing that I've had to confront in a, a more like a wider Jewish community setting, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's really that, that particular issue has been why, like, I think it's definitely impacted like the prevalence of these cultural Jews Um in recent years because it's it's sort of in, in a way severed the connection for a lot of modern Jews between like belief and culture or belief and community because they can I mean c- community and traditions are tangible things but I mean faith is much harder and because like I guess Jews faith collectively has been like tested so hard a lot of people I think are just like Kind of like I don't know, forget it. Yeah, that's a theory. I mean, one of my like
1: formative memories is being in temple on um, Yom HaShoah and my rabbi actually saying out loud, "Let's talk about this. If God exists. Why? You know? Why yeah, my rabbi's happen? mentioned that too. Wow. Yeah, and well, I mean, I have multiple rabbis, you know, but my other rabbi said, well, when uh, after the flood, when the rainbow came up. That was God telling Noah that he would never interfere in, with humanity ever again. And then somebody, you know, just sitting in temple yelled out, what about Moses? What about Abraham? What about every single thing that happened after Noah? What about every interference? And we kind of just moved on. Because we knew that none of us had an answer to
2: that question. The true Jewish response to a question like that is to uh, argue about it (laughs) and then be like, well, I guess we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, a big part of Judaism is being comfortable with uncertainty. um, And this is just a big uncertainty that we all have to grapple with. And uh, I mean, for me, like one of the greatest... One of the one of the best most most Jewish experiences to have is to argue with people about total uncertainties and leave it up to I mean they're like like things that can that can't be proven things that can't things that are simply matters of opinion and perspective because it's just I I think it's just such a great way to bond I'm sure it's a cultural byproduct because I just like I love arguing unproductively with people (laughs) wonderful (laughs) it's great you know this I'm in your English class.
3: Yeah, You're very good at it. <laughs> I, <laughs> Thank you. I have a thought about this like suffering thing. You know, like as Please. as you guys were talking about the Holocaust and such, and like this, I, I, the 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 story that you recount, Eve, of your one rabbi saying, "Well, like I've got the like here is this interpretation of Noah, and then everyone disagreeing." Mm-hmm. It you know it reminds me of the Book of Job. Mm, and like the book mm-hmm. of Job is is in a Did certain see, way you Did you
0: see CJB <laughs> the fall play? Oh no. It was okay, it's it's a play Maybe based off the book recording. of Job. It's just I, I think there is the there's there's just a, like a it's basically the book of Job, but like it was written right after World War II. So oh. there's like references to like
3: Yeah, so the analogy, yeah. I'm not the first person to think yeah, of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know, Job is like suffering immensely on an individual scale yeah. and like the end of the book of Job is, like, God refusing to answer. He's just like, w- were you there when I made the world? Yeah. It's not just like, let me tell you, Job, like, why uh, yeah. like why I did all of this stuff. It's just, like, there's this sort of, like, a kind of divine silence, but also, interestingly, like, a revelation, right? God's answer to Job is, like, I'm going to show myself to you. And, like, that—and Job's response is to, like, fall down on his knees mm-hmm. in a way, right? And it's this, like, I don't know, it, the the— this discourse is like almost like, I, can it be rationally settled? I don't know.
2: Yeah. 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 Well, I that's... Mean, sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You um,
1: hot take, but I don't know. I, I think that the most important part of the book of Job is that the entire time Job and all of, you know, everyone around him thinks that what he's undergoing is a punishment and is mm-hmm. looking for, you know, the source or the answer. And the whole time it's just like... What if we just did this to Job to see how he reacts? What if we just messed with him? You know, yeah. it's really more of a test, or yeah, a, yeah, a test than it is a punishment. And I think that's you know, sometimes you're not supposed to look for a reason.
0: Yeah. In in um in JB the the like resolution of the play because I don't know it like has to be made to be consumed because it's theaters so people have to kind of like leave the theater you know
3: <laughs> a, not a feeling little. existential exactly. dread yeah.
0: yeah like a little bit of hope. Um,
2: you don't want to the, read a review, and it's yeah. like I left suicidal, and so did everyone God. else. <laughs>
0: um, the, the way the play, the way the play sort of like ends is, I know in the Bible, God, or I don't know if God sends them or if they come themselves, but there's these comforters that come and try to like
3: explain. His friends come and yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. they argue about it. Yeah, they try to right? explain. Yeah.
0: So in, in the in the play, they're represented by. Um, Religion, Science, and History. Mm-hmm. They're, re- they're represented by Joe. <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe Grody, Goldie Group, and Katie hadsock Garza uh, played Religion, History, and Science, respectively. And they basically come up with all these different arguments as to why he's suffering and religion is like it's because you're one man you're only part of or it's because you're a man like you're you're you know nothing but a man and then history's like you're only one man look at in the grand scheme of things and then science is like you're nothing it's all just dust so it's <laughs> like dust to dust yeah exactly they try to like explain it but in the end Job finds comfort from the regular people around him um there's this group of women who are also that was you I know I was one of the (laughs) women oh my god
2: you were grubby as anything
0: (laughs) Yeah. well no because we were all caught up in this apocalypse that had happened that in the play it's heavily implied that it was like a nuclear blast or something because this is right after World War II this play was written um, it's yeah, it's heavily implied that that was what happened, and so a bunch of other people get caught up in it, which makes a lot of sense because the stuff that happened to Job, like his whole house getting destroyed, it's like well, all those neighbors? servants, yeah, like, all like, of
3: his neighbors, exactly. Yeah. His family? Yeah. So there are other
0: people who were involved in that suffering, and I think the end of the message of the play is like you all have to sort of come together and not have to rely on this, like, omnipotent God played by Carter Staggs. He was never on stage. It was just his voice on the speaker. Um, So it's, like, it's stuff like that. Like, in the end, Job finds his wife, and they, like, reconcile, but it's after he has sort of told these comforters history science religion that came to him he was like you guys have done so much less for me than these women have these women gave me their blankets they gave mm-hmm. you know they like gave me a hug like he's like you the sort of philosophical side of it has given me no comfort but sort of community has oh my god tying together all of what we've been saying mm-hmm. so i don't know like I, I really like that you brought it you brought the book of job into this because i think that's, it's so interesting and important of a story that oftentimes mm-hmm. goes overlooked when you're talking about like biblical stories. I mean, we're pretty far into the time I want to wrap it up here. <laughs> okay. But that's um, fun, this is such an excellent discussion and I really want to thank absolutely. you guys for coming on to the yeah. podcast. Thank you for having, really for having us. really yeah. enriched this uh this conversation, and make Thank sure to check out Eve's short animated film that is going to the Can Film Festival. Whoa. Hello, Please, stop! That's really? Serious? Yeah, a chef called Lily and uh,
1: Ava Brettler's story, A Prayer for My Mother.
0: Oh my gosh! Can That's they? Amazing. They are both In amazing
1: France. women who I'm very glad to have gotten the opportunity to know. Wow. And I worked with a lot of amazing animators. So, yes, check it out. Yeah. Wow. Check out his gosh, step.
0: totally do that. And if you're a sophomore or junior, maybe one day Dr. Thompson will be <laughs> Request <laughs> Dr. Thompson next year. Yeah. Watch
2: out. Go to your dean, they love it when you do this, <laughs>
0: and request
2: <laughs> to have Dr. Thompson. Right. Um, thank you. Thank guys. you, guys. And um, we will see you next time on the world's smallest interfaith discussion group.